welcome to Be Ready, where we are preparing our hearts and our minds for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is 2024, a new year, and it's just a turn in the numbers on the calendar, right? But for us as humans, or at least for me, it's time to seek the Lord for new direction, to ask him for vision for the coming year. And to let him speak into what he might want to say about changes that he wants me to make in my life. So we're going to take a little pause. We've been going through a discipleship series, talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And about more recently, the life of Peter and getting into the one of the books of Peter, First Peter. And so we're going to take a break from that for today, for this month. And... Focus on a few challenges that I want to give to you in this coming year. So in my life, the Lord's been speaking to me about quieting and stilling my soul. He was speaking to me through Psalm 62 in the last um, month, month and a half. And in Psalm 62, it begins with, For God alone, my soul waits in silence. The Lord's been speaking to me about quieting my soul. And he confirmed that, through my pastor, one of his sermons, talking about quieting our soul before the Lord. And in Psalm 131, it talks about stilling and quieting our souls before the Lord. It says, I have stilled and quieted my soul. And I, I really need this because often my soul gets noisy. And by that, I mean having these different desires of worries and concerns that I shouldn't be fretting about. I'll get worried about what I'm eating, what I'm going to eat, um, about financial issues, about family troubles. And these things, the word actually for anxiety in the New Testament is to, to divide, to divide into two parts. And the Lord does not want us divided. He wants us single-minded. He doesn't want us to be anxious about anything. He wants us to be at peace. And that word of the words for peace means to be whole. And so... I'm sharing this as an example from my life of the Lord speaking to me through his word and confirming it through my spiritual leader, my pastor, to quiet my soul before the Lord and that I might listen to him and be a better follower of Jesus by, by taking the time to listen and having my soul under his lordship. And so I challenge you, I ask you to to look at, to ask the Lord actually, to ask him to give you a theme, to give you a scripture for this new year that would uh, speak to you about something he's asking you to do, something he's asking you to meditate on. It could be anything. The Lord knows each of us, and we each are in different places in our journey, our spiritual journey of following him and learning to deny ourselves and take up our cross and, and follow him daily. So ask him, ask him for that scripture that would that it would give you direction for the new year or show you what he's asking you to do. And then a second thing is to memorize and meditate on his word. That is, uh, actually, what we've been going through First Peter. This is a, a perfect opportunity. If you don't have a different passage, I encourage you to um, start memorizing First Peter. And as we go through it, you can go through verse by verse. and Meditate in the Hebrew meant to to mutter or speak quietly. And so it's like when a cow or a, 
um, a goat or sheep, they they have their cud that they chew again. It comes back up from their stomach. They regurgitate it and they chew on it again. It's like that with meditating on God's word. We can go over it again and again, meditate on it, speak speak it quietly or loudly if you do, um, but getting it in our mind, ingrained in our mind. And so that becomes part of us and it becomes a sort of a spirit that is hidden in our hearts that we might, um, like what the word of God says, is that I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And we have that sort of a spirit so the Holy Spirit can use that sword when we need it. And so that's my second challenge to you in this new year is to to memorize and, and meditate on scripture. And the beautiful thing is you can you can memorize as you meditate. It's all kind comes together and can really work in a beautiful way to not just get it in our mind, but let the Lord use it to speak to us. I want to give you an example of what this can look like in a passage that we've been going through here in First Peter excuse me, in chapter 2. But first I want to remind you that as you're in God's word, as you're meditating and abiding in his word, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. He is my teacher. It says here in 1 John chapter 2, starting at verse 24, Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, that the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. As his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Such a beautiful thing that the Lord gave us the Bible, the same God who gave us the Bible gives us his Holy Spirit to teach us, an anointing of the Holy Spirit to teach us right living here in within us. Isn't that awesome? And so we can ask him for help. I encourage you to ask him to help you understand, to reveal truth to you, and to also give you this the uh, the power and the boldness to to live out what he's what the Lord is asking of you as you are in the Word. We're here in First Peter, and we're in chapter First Peter chapter two. Of course, the Holy Spirit teaches us, but an example of how He often does teach us by the Word of God. So many many scriptures in the Bible will show us what another scripture means. So. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So, say I'm reading this, and I want to know more. What, what does it mean to offer spiritual sacrifices? And so I looked at different scriptures, and if we look over at Ephesians, which is a book I've been studying with some friends recently. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So there's one example. Jesus himself offered himself as a sacrifice. He did. He offered himself to do God's will. 
and the God's will in his life that he would offer himself for our sins on the cross. And of course, he didn't stay dead. He rose again. Now he's he's glorified in heaven. So in our lives, it says in Hebrews, excuse me, in Romans chapter 12, 1, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So there's a way that we can offer ourselves to do God's will and offer our bodies. And there's another way over in Philippians chapter Philippians. Philippians chapter 4, starting at verse 18, Paul says, I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. So here we see another example of a spiritual sacrifice is giving. In this case, it was giving to Paul, who was in need of support, but giving in Christ's name for for a need, a ministry need, or a, the poor, whatever the case may be, is a type of sacrifice, spiritual sacrifice. Uh, so Hebrews chapter 13, 14 and 15. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then, we, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. And so I was just planning to read through 15, but I added 16 there, because it says, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. So we have three things in this part. I need a couple of verses. A sacrifice of praise, praising God, acknowledging his name with our lips, and then doing good and sharing what we have. So these are all sacrifices. So that's a, one of the key ways that the Holy Spirit, he teaches us in many ways, many, many ways that he teaches us. But this is one way is that he will show us other scriptures that coincide, that, that explain what a certain scripture means, like you're wondering about what it meant to offer spiritual sacrifices. So I encourage you, let the Holy Spirit be your teacher and depend on him to direct you. Going into this new year, may the Lord bless you. I challenge you to seek the Lord for a fresh vision, for a theme verse or a chapter from the Bible that would direct you, or to memorize scripture and meditate on it, and let that become a rhythm of your life, a daily type of discipline that you would do. And then also to let the Holy Spirit be your teacher. Remember that he is your teacher. Until next time, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore.